We are back. I'm Daniel. I'm Scott. I'm Kelly. It's the worst year of our life. It's the year 2000. WCW Nitro. It is February 28th, 2000. We are emanating from the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota with a capacity crowd of uh, about 4,500 people uh, <laughs> in a building that seats about 20,000. I was going to say, I feel like you might be misusing capacity. Uh, I might be. Um, so we're back. Another episode of Nitro. We made it. We made it, guys. We're here with, uh, it's like our 10th week, maybe. Made it through two months. Yeah, I think it's around 10. I think it's, uh, it's nine, but it's still, that's, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah. I'm impressed. And this one was a little different because we looked up the, uh, just like the little summary it has on the network. And we actually were legitimately excited. Very excited. About this one because. Because we advertised the main. Yeah, the advertised the main event, which was going to be the. WCW World Heavyweight Champion Sid Vicious yep. versus Tank Abbott yep. for the title, and those are two of our fucking five number one versus number two MVPs. Yeah, pro- probably one and two, honestly. Yeah. Like, um, like WCW 18 years ago has been obviously like getting our letters yeah. saying, hey, our, our favorite guys are these. Please book them against one another in the main event. So yeah. we, there was actually a sense of uh, looking forward. To what we were going to watch this time, rather than just dread. dread. And, yeah, and, and they, actually, they hyped it all night. I was going to say that something they they're not very good at hyping things no. on this show. There, nothing has much importance usually, and I'll get to that point a little later on in one of the matches. But uh, they actually had they had multiple people, uh, guys on the roster, giving their thoughts backstage on who was going to win all night. They showed lots of random fans being hyped up by DJ Rand. Uh, you know, at, uh, all of them were chanting for Sid. I thought it was Tyrone. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, you thought it was Dave, Dave Chappelle, Chappelle as Tyrone, Tyrone Biggins yeah. from the Chappelle show. The pre-Chappelle show. Yeah. Maybe yeah. um, yeah. yeah. Four years before Chappelle show. Yes. So, uh, anyways, we are here, uh, Nitro in Minnesota. Pretty hot crowd, honestly. Uh, lots of signs, as lots usual. Of signs. Yeah. Lots of ICP signs. Yeah. There was ICP, there's Juggalo Revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, I counted multiple WCW Fears ICP. Two different ones. Different in ones. Different places. Uh, there was a Disco Stew Doesn't Advertise sign. Best sign. Yeah. Um, my favorite, Hey Slap Nuts, it's Miller Time. <laughs> that, that might have been the best sign, actually. Um, and like multiple Hey Slap Nuts, Slap Nuts with the arrow pointing down, mm-hmm. Hey John. Your slap, slap nuts, nuts. Yeah. baby D slaps my nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, mean, also Ray Kip at excite.com yeah. email address. Yeah, don't now don't go and try and email Ray. I in fact I'm attempted trying. this while we watched the show. You got the mailer Damon response. I got the mailer Damon. <laughs> although uh, later on Scott attempted to register the email address. That the username's already taken. So. I don't know what's going on with Ray. I could uh, I could have had RayKip69 at Excite.com. Is that one of the ones that suggested? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's. I mean, it's a it's an email in the year two thousand. So yeah. maybe it's like, well, this guy's going for an okay, email. But but I I didn't go to Excite in the year two thousand. No, like Excite knows it's it's it, yeah, it's yeah, a present yeah. now. Yeah, but but Excite still exists. We did not expect. That. Actually, maybe Excite does think it's two thousand yeah, because yeah. it still exists and yeah. shouldn't. We fully expect it to have been kind of uh, incorporated into Yahoo or one of the big, uh, big uh, multifaceted. Yeah, or just uh, a porn site bought it. But uh, nope, still around. If you want your Excite emails or to get your random news, and uh, I think it had a, uh, like a Netscape search engine built in. <laughs> uh, regardless, can so I, can I get a Lycos 
email address as well? We can check after the show's over uh, recording. But uh, until then... Earthnet? Earthlink. Earthlink. Earthlink.net. Yes. So Sid Tank, best main event ever. We'll see. Probably, uh, I mean, spoilers. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was kind of weird. Yeah, it was. But uh, but it didn't go the direction we expected it to. No, like literally the opposite direction we expected. Yeah. Uh, so we started off with the Mamelukes versus Lane and Idol. Uh, oh, that's another heel versus heel match. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. We didn't even count that one. No, we didn't. That's kind of a trend tonight. We had lots of heel versus heel and face on face. It's, uh, it's the year 2000, shades of gray. <laughs> and, and no one's a heel, no one's a face. Everyone's wearing bucket hats. What's, uh... Everyone's wearing bucket hats, no, no one's gear. wearing gear. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's wearing jeans, like... Speaking of no, no This gear. match was the battle of yeah. jeans versus darker jeans. Correct. Uh, Lane and Idol, uh, so the Mamelukes make their way to the ring. We see Lane and Idol in the back with Miss Hancock. They tell her, she, fuck off, they got rats to chase. Yeah, th- those were their exact words. We've got rats to chase, but then they just, just enter the match. match. Yeah. Were the Mamelukes the rats they were chasing? Maybe the Mamelukes know where the rats are at. I, Lane and Idol need just to be gay. I guess that's true. So uh, Lenny Lane, though, is a Minnesota guy, so you think if anyone's going to know where the rats are. It's true. Yeah. They never played that up the ball, obviously. <laughs> there was a Minnesota angle later on in the show, however. Yes. Um, so this match sucked. Oh, yeah, basically, it was, bad. Oh, it was bad. None, none of the know to wrestle. They they did like the like start the match and like two two on two double rope whip spot. Yeah. They fucked it up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Idol ended up doing like an amazing like like gr- like early era Goldberg takedown, which was like half hip toss, half power slam. Yep. Yeah. Looked kind of shooty. Um, Johnny the Bull did a really nice spin kick, kind of took uh, yeah, Lenny did. Lane's head off. Yeah. Um, then at one point, Miss Hancock, as she is known to do, just comes to the ring. She initially does color commentary for yeah. about a minute. Sitting directly in front of Mark Madden, which is the biggest upgrade in history. Thankfully, sitting in front of Mark Madden, who is in fact a pig <laughs> in, a, in a suit. A disgusting yeah, pig of a man. He's an anthropomorphic pig in a suit. <laughs> Uh, but then she, even she got bored of the match. She decided to get on the table and start came to, to see me do some dancing, basically, yeah. uh, which distract, uh, distracted Lane and Johnny the Bull, who watched her dance and even got out the singles. Then uh, Disco, who was doing commentary, went to interfere. His interference kind of led to nothing. Then he got distracted. Yeah. Then the referee got distracted, and they're they're giving they're handing out dollars because Lane apparently had dollar bills in his pocket. Which, I mean, he's wearing jeans, yeah. so it he, makes sense. He, he was handing he them. was handing them out to his opponents to give her dollar yeah. bills. He was definitely yeah. wrestling in what he came to the arena. <laughs> so he had uh, And then finally, uh, Johnny the Bull, or I'm sorry, yeah. Vito beat Idol with his DDT. Yeah, looked, looked pretty good. DDT was but fine. we don't know because Idol was originally uh, getting the heat. On oh, Vito. but well, yeah, before like right before the finish, like uh, Idol and Vito exchanged like five visual pinfalls each. Yeah, there yeah. was like a backslide. There was a something. Sunset flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah sunset flip. Yeah. The uh, the switch in momentum that you're thinking of is later on the show. The one where we don't see how it happened. That's in the artist formerly known as... Well, no, but this happened in this one, too. Did it? Because everyone was watching what was going on. Because they had a camera on Hancock. And then Idol... They showed Idol in the ring, like, with the ref. Like, what are you doing? Having a match here or whatever. (laughs) And then they go looking at Hancock again. And, and, you know, butt, butt, butt. And then then it's also him hitting the the DDT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Hancock distracts them. Then they call Hancock in the ring to dance with the Mamelukes. Uh, But instead, the Harris brothers come out and lay out all three... With the H bomb, their weird assisted double backdrop where one, one guy falls goes down, down, one does not fall down. One guy does not. Uh, we see the kid cam, uh, which doesn't appear to be operated by Billy Kidman or Tori currently. Got to keep keep 
a better hold. They keep forgetting it where it is and losing it. Uh, but whoever is using it, uh, it's probably Sean Stasiak. Uh, he is uh, filming Buff Bagwell hitting on Liz because all of Buff's angles in the year 2000 revolve around him hitting on other guys' women yeah. and Liz saying no. Also, Buff is a face. Correct. <laughs> she's Correct. like, no, I'm fucking Lex Luger. Correct. Fucking. No, she's not fucking Lex Luger because they refuse to call him Lex Luger on this fucking yes, show. Like, I, know, I know there's so many bigger things to complain about this, but I hate it. Yes. I hate that they only call him Total Package. Yes. It's a nickname. It's not a name. It's his name. Fuck. He is like a cyborg. He's like Cyborg from the movie Cyborg. <laughs> was, was, that, was that Schwarzenegger? That's uh, Van Damme. Van Damme. Damme. Yeah. Van Damme and a basketball and a football player? That sounds right. Sure. Um, we have our first Refrigerator glimpse. Perry. We're two months in, and it's our first glimpse of a nitro party. Yeah. And they showed us a million glimpses of this nitro party. They really made up for lost time uh, on this one. Hosted by Ricky Rackman, former MTV VJ in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, he now hosts a radio program about NASCAR. Fun fact. Oh, that's um, exciting. Ricky's getting it done. Uh, the, this Nitro Party, which uh, was sponsored... Is he still Ricky, or now that he's older, is he transitioned R- to Richard? Richard Rackman? Yeah. I think he's still Ricky. He's Good trying to cashing in on, like, oh, I remember that name. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this Nitro Party is sponsored by Tough Actington Acton, because yep. why not? Yeah. Um, something that was brought up multiple times. Ain't no lugs. Boot of the week. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah, it w- is still foot-related, though. <laughs> yes, this is true. WD was getting the hotter foot-related sponsors in the yeah. year 2000, though. Er- Urban shoes versus uh, athlete's foot uh, <laughs> treatment. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of WWF, uh, yeah, WWF at the time. Yeah. I didn't bring this up with you earlier, but uh, Kelly and I looked this up early. Uh, these episodes of Nitro and Raw yeah. that went head to head was the first time WWF almost tripled. Tripled. Yeah. It wow. Was a, I thought uh, you were going to say doubled. Six point five to two point five. Holy shit. Yep. And uh, this will also blow your mind because nowadays, you know, WB is lucky to get 3 million viewers on a Monday night. Yeah. 9.5 million viewers total. Yeah. And this isn't even the Monday Night Wars at their hottest. No. No. No, this is like, 90, 97, uh, 98. Yeah, uh, 98, 99 for ratings. Yeah. I think they, they peaked out around 13 million. But, yeah, uh, that's crazy. But uh, WCW has managed to run off a lot of people at this point. Yeah. And a- they a- would continue to do so. Yeah, and as has WWE over the <laughs> success of 18 years. Correct. Uh, so we got a real wild Hulk Hogan promo that Scott was a fan of. He was on drugs. Oh, so many drugs. <laughs> Shaking. Couldn't keep his eyes open. It's uh, great. Setting up a strap match with Ric Flair at Uncensored. Uh, well, uh, what kind of strap match? Uh, was it a, a Yappa Pie, which I'm guessing is some sort of native tribe I'm not familiar with? Apple Pie. Apple Pie. <laughs> I see. Applebee's. It's a, an Applebee's Apple Pie <laughs> strap match. Yep. Uh, he finished off... Winner, his... gets, winner gets a pie. Oh, okay. That's fair. First one to strap his opponent is done, yep. I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kenny Rogers rules. <laughs> yep. And uh, and Hogan proceeded to finish this promo by strapping the ground multiple times. Yep. Yeah. Like a fucking yeah. maniac. Yeah. He, yeah. he was awesome. His only appearance. Uh, his only appearance. Yeah. Yep. Uh, not their only appearance. Uh, Flair and the Total Package come out for a promo with Mean Gene. Yep. Uh, they kind of ramble on about Yappa Pie and whatever bullshit. Yeah, some Hogan talk, some, stink, some four, Sting talk. 265 pounds, 4% body fat, yeah, 365 Kel- days a year. Kelly called it as he was saying it. Like, I, like we probably have heard it like eight times. Well, but... In every show, he says it. Uh, these two were cut off by local Minnesota native in a University of Minnesota Golden Gophers sweatshirt. Uh, Kurt Hennig making his first appearance in the year 2000. Yeah. As a babyface. As a babyface. Didn't remember this. Yeah. Looking um, just puffy enough in the face region area. and that it's not that surprising that his heart exploded a few years later. Yes. Puffy jowls, can't remember his lines, 
gets a good pop. Get you know, like the people are with him as a babyface, but uh, Minnesota. He's, he's kind of all over the place, rambling. So sets up headache versus Flair for later in the night. Um, Which we, was a really good match on Raw in 1993. Uh, that match was a lot better than uh, this one. Ah, they're yeah. about the same. Um, we get a. This is by the way. This is a part of when we when we started this show. I noticed like match and then massive gap and then match 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 on like the chapter mark on the chapter yeah on on the network uh there i i kept track there are a total of 10 segments 10 matches wow on the show but between match one and two is a good half an hour yeah which we're in the midst of right here um so Booker cuts a promo, randomly setting up a match with also babyface Kidman. Oh, because yeah. they were on Thunder, and then they were in a tag match with the Harris brothers, and yeah. then Kidman was on the outside with Tori fucking around, and then he got Booker got Booker got age bombed. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's always mad about. That. So these guys had a match. Of these ten matches, how many were face versus heel? Uh, do you want me to do that now or later? Do it right now. I'm okay, heel, heel, face, face. Uh, is Brian Knobs a heel? That's, he's, a he's aligned with Finley, and Finley was They're healing heels, on right? Vampiro. Three Trump. counts are heels, yeah? Heel, yeah. heel. Heel, heel. Dustin Norman is fine. That's that was, fine. That, so that's one? Yeah. Uh, two. Uh, that's heel. So three heel, heel. Four heel, heel. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, uh, I think the final total is four heel, heel, two face, face. So, so six out of the ten matches were guys who had the same alignment. All right, so less than half of the matches on the show were face versus heel. Correct. Cool. Uh, like, and that's one thing if it was like two out of four matches or whatever. Yeah. It's six out of six ten. Out of ten. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot. <laughs> um, so yeah, Booker and Kidman had a match. It went all in 90 seconds yeah. before we got a Harris Brothers run-in and two more H-bombs. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, I kept track of H-bombs in the top corner of my page. Uh, sadly... There was only five. Oh, this was uh, this was this was the last of the H bombs. I was hoping there'd be more, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad there weren't any more. Well, the, the, I believe the cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki agree with you. Sure, sure. Um, no one would have sucked being the guy who was in both of those bombings. There was a guy, a guy, and he yeah. lived. Yeah, through that's both. fucking crazy. Yeah, because he lived in one and he was in the other one on business. Oh, Jesus. God. Got bombed and then he was like, fuck this. Went home out a here. couple days later, got bombed again. Oh, this again. Yeah. And he lived through it. He actually just died within the last year or two. So. That's crazy. Um, we had a Harlem Heat 2000 promo just kind of being like, ah, Booker, you got what's coming to you by those white guys who we probably shouldn't like. Because we're kind of Black Panther-y. Um, <laughs> yeah, everyone was collectively wearing 300 square yards of leather. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Uh, uh, fucking Big T was not wearing what he should have been wearing. No, not not the best fashion choice his, for Big his T. His pink, juicy couture. Yeah, uh, but yeah his tracksuit. tracksuit. Yeah, that was the best look ever, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this was more uh, more leather. Leather trench coat, leather gloves, leather hat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a Norman, Norman Smiley promo setting up a match with Dustin. It was just kind of whatever. Uh, Brian Knobs versus Three Count in a handicap match that Three Count... For the hardcore title. Yeah, Three Count asked it to be a for the hardcore title, so why not? Yep. Handicap match for the title. Uh, basically, it was a squash. Killed everyone. Brian Knobs killed everyone. smoked them yeah. for like three straight minutes. Powerbomb courageous through a table on the outside at the end of it. Correct. After killing everyone with like garbage cans and stuff. Yes. And chairs. And chairs. Uh, he gave Graves a really nasty chair yeah, shot, which cra- I'm pretty yeah. sure he hit him with the backrest right in the yeah. face. Um, and then it was a garbage can shot, 
a uh, crutch shot yeah. by the two remaining members. Dogpile pin. A dogpile, including Evan Courageous, basically no selling the power bomb. Yep, yeah. new champs. And then new champs, and then to the back. Yeah. And then, like, immediately afterwards, Nobs is back up in the back. Him and Finley are challenging three count to a six man tag rematch on, on Thunder. Thunder. Uh, Gene's saying, oh, there's only what are, two what are you of talking you. about? You can't have a six man. And they are subtly hinting that they're going to bring in the dog, which, for those playing along at home, is in fact the other big Al, Al Green, yeah. Master Blaster, former tag partner of Kevin, Kevin Nash. Nash. Um, and I recall him being pretty terrible in this I think I think he's bad. Yeah. Big Al, not that one, the other one. Correct. He's dead. Dead dead boy. Yes. The other Big Al's is not not one dead? Nope. He's alive, right? No, we we'd have heard about it from the Sun of Nine. Probably. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I think only one of the Big Al's is dead. Yeah. Because the other one went on to be like a uh offensive line coach. Yeah, that's college, right. Yeah, we, we well, looked college him up. football program. He's doing yeah. good. He's doing okay for himself. Probably doing the best out of all the big Al's. Yeah. Um we have uh, Dustin Rhodes, a.k.a. the American Dream 2000, as Mark Madden. Which we're not sure as if it's canon or if Mark Madden just thought of it and thinks it's pretty cool. Don't know if Porco Rosso is making <laughs> <up>. <laughs> You've been saving that up. That's, that's good. That's good. Uh, we, um... Oh, fuck me. That was really funny. Um, thank you. No, the... Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So this match was like technically okay, but very weirdly put together. Yeah. Um, Norman was. I forgot in, how like wrestling match structure works. Yeah. So Norman's in a uh, in a Minnesota Vikings Randy Moss outfit. Number eighty four. Um, he uh, he gets like an extended shine where he, he kind of makes Dustin look silly. Does the wiggle du- manages to get him up for the? We big were wondering scoop slam. if Dustin would be too big to do the body slam, but he did it. Yeah, wasn't the most impressive one, but he managed to get him yep. up. Okay, yeah. and then turned his back to do his dance. Did his dance. Turned around. Dustin cut him off with a clothesline. Yeah. Beat the shit out of him around ringside. Threw him back in. Threw him back in. Top rope clothesline. Done. Finish. Done. Finish. Yep. No comeback. No, no hope spots. And then he proceeded to beat him up after the bell. Yep. And they Just, got security to get rid yeah. of him. And um, no uh, mention or appearance of Terry Funk, the guy that Dustin d- turned heel on. Correct. Um, Norman did mention, like... He mentioned He mentioned, mentioned like, yeah. hey, I don't like you doing what you did to Terry Funk, but that's it. I mean, maybe it's long-term selling. Maybe they're actually doing something right and giving Funk a, a week off to sell the beating he got. Because he did go out in an ambulance. Last, oh, that's right. Week. Yeah, yeah, Wow. An ambulance that Dustin drove... Actually, no. Oh, that's right. No, Dustin just drove shit. off with the ambulance. We assume Terry got loaded into another ambulance. Yeah. Maybe he's just still in the back of wherever of they the, were last Of time. last week's arena. Um... So next we get uh, Jeff Jarrett versus Vampiro for Jeff Jarrett's U.S. title. Yeah. Which uh, there were a couple Jarrett promos earlier. I, glo- I we didn't even t- touch on them because they were really pointless. picture a Jarrett promo. You got it. Yeah. yeah. Two two of those he called both uh, commentators slash announcers slap nuts. He whined about having to defend his title. Whatever. Who cares? Um, this match was technically good. Um, it was the longest match on the show. Probably a good seven, eight yeah. minutes. Um, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett is a very competent wrestler. Both guys very capable. Who just loves bullshit. Yeah. Like, under different circumstances, like, Jeff Jarrett, like, history would look back on Jeff Jarrett as, like, a real good wrestler. Yep. If things had gone differently. Yeah, but the guy the guy buddied up with uh, with Vince Russo yeah. and like it seeped into his brain. It really did. And he's just such a fan of getting heat from just cheap outside interference. 
Um, Schmoz finishes. Schmoz finishes. This didn't have a Schmoz finish. It had Amazing. a Harris Brothers run in. Yeah, it, it had interference, but a clean finish. Yeah, they, they got chased off by Sid, which I, I kind of liked. It made sense. They, yeah. They'd run in and beat up you know a bunch of people earlier in the yeah. night. So. But normally when interference doesn't go well, the face wins, but nope. No, 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 no. Of course not. Um the other problem I had with this match is, and I think it's just kind of a symptom of wrestling in the year 2000 and just the wrestling wars in general, is... No, there's no selling. There was no selling. Nothing had any real importance or weight put on it. You know, they would do something cool, and then they were up and doing something else, moving on. Like, nothing really had time to develop or... Uh, like, it was a seven or eight minute match, but it felt like a three minute match, yeah, honestly. Because yeah. um, if they're selling, people are going to change the channel. I guess so. Uh, Jarrett hit the stroke out of nowhere, out of uh, kind of an exchange of uh, some, you know, they hit some moves, but uh, yeah. nothing really. Vampiro hit like a rock bottom for a near fall. Yeah. And yeah, Jarrett hit a not very good looking stroke. Yeah. It was, it was I mean, legitimately probably the best match on the show. but uh, Yeah, probably. But it wasn't great. No. Um, and then uh, the Mamelukes are seen backstage uh, giving a package to a random stagehand to give to the Harris Brothers. Yep. Um, then, because no one has any time to ever sell or whatever, uh, we see Vampiro, like, fresh off his match with Jeff Jarrett, getting jumped by Brian Nobbs. Fit Finley. Was it Finley? Yeah. Gotcha. Because, I mean, who, you know, because Finley's not involved with someone else already. Let's kind of... Yeah, Finley doesn't already have a match on Thunder with entirely different people. Yep. Uh, we get the Nitro Girls in the ring, uh, which Kelly was rather fond of. Um... And then we get David Flair randomly dancing in the ring with them, because why not? Mm -hmm. And then Daphne being the most Uh, annoying human being on this show. She sucks. Screeching at David Flair, and then uh, during David Flair's match, screeching the entire time, and getting involved in the finish as well. Mm -hmm. Um, The match being a cruiserweight title match versus the artist formerly known as Prince Ikea. Ikea. Did we mention this was Night of Championships? Yeah, I was about to bring up. Uh, Which had, this is around the time we found out, right? Yeah. Like this, halfway this into the show. This is the time we found out. This yeah. is uh, match six <laughs> uh, on a like we're at least an hour into the show. Yeah, we're yeah we're halfway plus over halfway, and it was at this point they the graphic ran across the screen that just said Night of Championships Cruiserweight Championship match. Yeah, and we're like, oh cool, it's yeah. Night of Championships. Uh, it was only referenced one other time on this show. Yeah. Um, because the Mamelukes, uh, in theory, are the tag champions. They defended. They in the are opener. in theory the tag champions. I don't think it was referenced during their match. I think it just kind of started. Maybe yeah. it was. I don't know if it was referenced. I think it was a tag title match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this match sucked. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. It was just Daphne screaming, them fucking around. It was a not very good wrestler versus a horrible wrestler. Correct. Um, this is the match where, at one moment, we see David Flair in control, back body dropping Prince Ikea. Then we cut to the girls who are cat fighting at ringside. Then we cut back to uh, the artist who, in theory, has just hit his jumping DDT. Yeah. We didn't see it, though. We saw the DDT. We saw Did the DDT. we? Yeah. We didn't, oh, we didn't see the setup. No. Much like just the first match. Just jumped yeah. out of nowhere, hit it. Done. Clean pin. Yeah. Still, still champ. Yes. The artist. Uh, Crowbar, who is one of our fave five, yeah. was, uh, he did the intro, he did a color commentary during this match. Yeah, he, he might be the best talker in WCW. He kind of jumped the shark for me, though. He wasn't great. He wasn't great. Yeah. He kind of just, he used a bunch of, like, 
cool, like kind of, uh, yeah, old school terminology and kind of like trying to be like inside and like, you know, reference Gordon Soley a bunch and like, it just, it just seemed like wink, wink, we're cool and inside and hip and funny. It it was trying a little hard. It was trying way too hard. Yeah. I wasn't into it. Uh, so immediately after this match, uh, I had my... Uh, life flashed before my eyes because the Sid versus Tank match we've been looking forward to oh the entire night uh, was in jeopardy. Smash cut two backstage. Sid down, broken guitar. Yeah, uh, with uh, an oxygen mask being treated yeah. by EMTs, um, and uh, we see uh, immediately afterwards Gene saying that the EMTs said Sid is not too. <laughs> Partake in any strenuous activity, which of course would include having a pro wrestling match. <laughs> uh, but of course, Sid was having none of that. Basically, no selling the thing he was selling seconds ago. This is fucking Sid. Uh, gets up and screams, "Nope, having the match!" And then kind of goes faint for a minute. Yeah. And then he's like, "I'm good. We're I'll, we're good." I'll see you, Jeff Jarrett, on censor and Tank Abbott. I'll see you in hell. <laughs> That was pretty much the Hell being the main event right, yeah. of uh, this Nitro. Uh, the Harris Brothers received their fish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what a great sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Harris Brothers received the fish, which was, in fact, the gift in the box from the Mamelukes, with a note saying, uh, you'll get your match, and uncensored. To set up titles. a heel versus heel tag title match at the pay And also, here's a gift, because we are Italian-American stereotypes. We gotta send them neo-Nazis a message. <laughs> send them a nice fish. <laughs> um, We're gonna have a spaghetti. We're gonna put a nice amount of knot on it. So we have uh, the cat versus the maestro. You may say we're just jumping from segment to segment no, to segment. They are jumping from this, this is Nitro, oh, guys. And like the cuts were immediately. It yeah. was oh, like right. backstage session before the segment's almost <laughs> even done. It's cut guy coming yeah, out not, on the right. Not too much got a chance to breathe on no, this yeah. show. No. Uh, the so cat, cat we, came out dancing. Would you say this next match was a real game of cat and mice? Dro. Dro. <laughs> <laughs> that was too much for that. You know. Jesus Christ. Wow. That was really bad. <laughs> I mean... Kudos for you for thinking thinking that up, but uh, I just kicked Scott. I was so happy. That was awful. Um, this match wasn't even really a match. The cat danced. Well, he had to prove to everyone again that he knew James Brown because they didn't advertise James Brown. Yeah, and also nobody watched the pay per view. Correct. So, like, the pay per view is getting what one tenth of the numbers that Nitro may- gets, maybe at best. Uh, so yeah, they referenced. Oh yeah, remember when we brought out James Brown at Super Brawl and didn't advertise him and paid him twenty five thousand dollars? I do remember that. And so the cat's like, "Hey, here's the thing that happened. Remember that? Check it out. Watch me hat. Well, watch me. Watch me hat. Watch, watch me hat. Me, watch me dance. Watch me in, crank that. In watch my, me roll. my leopard uh, bucket hat and uh, and leopard pajamas. pajamas. Yes, cat's pajamas. Uh, the maestro. Oh, we're just on. We're on point with our puns. <laughs> this is this is maybe the best episode we've done. So far, guys. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm um and we're on we're on time too. I'm actually really happy with how things are going. Um, we might have to wrap this up after February. <laughs> yeah, the maestro. Well, this is it then. This is the uh, last that's episode. What I mean. uh, that's what I mean. Like uh, go out on a high note. I mean, Vince Russo's not back yet, so it's only going downhill from here. I, I still have my countdown to Russo. <laughs> sure. Um, what, like, number of days without an incident at work? Number of days until Vince Russo comes Number of back. days without an on-the-job Russo. <laughs> yeah. um, so this match sucked. Basically nothing happened. Um, yeah. Symphony, who's the former Ryan Shamrock, who's the maestro. Who's a former valet, stripper in real life. Um, who is, I believe, 
uh, maybe X-Pox. I know they dated. I, I, he, yeah. She had a baby with someone. I don't think it was with X-Pox. I think he was around yeah. during her having a child. But uh, she had a boombox because I guess part of the stipulation is the maestro had to carry around a boombox, which was music that the cat chose for him to listen to. We don't really wrestled? we don't really know what it is because I don't yeah. think they played the actual music on no. the network version. No, well they played three count song. Yeah, yeah, and she was holding a microphone to the boombox. He he kind of hear it. Yeah, it was really. well, and it was obviously pumped in because she moved the microphone away, and, and it was still it, it like was nothing still, changed. It, yeah, it was fainter, but it was not faint enough. Er, um, so then this was the most uh, random phantom referee distraction. Yeah, because both everyone, ra- yes, Cat Maestro Ryan Shamrock, yes. are all on one side of the ring. Yes, and then <laughs> I, I still maintain that a bee. Yeah, Kelly was very that. sure that the referee saw B. Did did the bee bite the referee's bottom? And, <laughs> and now his, his bottom is big. Was big. <laughs> uh, he just randomly turned around. Yeah, the Maestro grabbed the boombox, hit him, hit the cat with it, pinned him, pinned him, done. That's a match. <laughs> Bingo, bango, you got yourself a match. Uh, so we are on to match eight. Uh, Flair versus Kurt Hennig. Before the match, we see the total package in the back getting ready with Liz and complaining they don't know where the bat that they stole from Sting was. Need that bat. They need the bat. So I honestly do not know what happened in this Flair-Hennig match because I legitimately spend the duration of it emailing our boy... Ray Kip. Ray Kip at, at Excite.com. Excite. Uh, so why don't you guys take it from here? <laughs> it started uh, off fine enough. Yeah, they did some like basic wrestling at the beginning. Uh, Flair doing his shtick. Yeah, uh, Flair did like the roll up the get like whip in the corner, roll up uh, to the outside, barely made it, but did make it. Toss off the top rope, back body drop, all that. Yeah, back body drop onto your hip, all that good Flair stuff. Flair by the numbers. Re- yeah, really Flair. By but the in numbers. the year two thousand. Yeah. 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 Versus a well past his prime, Kurt Hennig. Yes. If Kurt Hennig's in WCW, he's past his prime. That's pretty much the Correct. rule of thumb. And yes. then I believe at one point, uh, Hennig went to go attack from the corner and end up cl- hitting the referee instead. So the referee's down. Yeah, so Hennig, ref bump. Hennig still gets on Flair again and he gives him the perfect plex, but there's no count. Another visual pin. More pull. visual pins. In comes Lex Luger, or the package, I should say. Total package. <laughs> Uh, comes in. God forbid. Uh, Slide in the like. ring. Uh, gingerly kicks uh, Kurt <laughs> Hennig a couple times to break up this pin that's not being counted. Leaves the ring. <laughs> yeah. Goes to the back. Hennig no sells Hennig it. Hennig no sells it. Goes, goes and gets a chair. chair. Whip, throws in the corner, and I believe he gets low blowed by Flair. Flair uses a chair, and then he pins him once the referee's back up. I believe that was the finish. Yep. I can't remember. I, th- I think that's right. And uh, yeah. Sounds uh, sounds like I missed a real winner. So. Yep. You're doing you're doing the Lord's doing, work. Sure. Uh, this was followed up immediately. At this point, it's just match, 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 yeah. match. We, we, we're like, oh, we have ten matches, and we wasted half an hour on segments yeah, earlier. Yeah, exactly. So we got Luger versus Buff. The match based on Buff hitting on Liz. Um, this this match Liz, I did I did pay attention to. Liz looking very comfortable on camera as usual. Sure, that's her mo. Um, this match sucked, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Luger's terrible. He's made out of glass. Yeah. Buff is not great. No. Um, he's better than Luger, but not better. Yeah, match. and better than he should be because he should be paralyzed. Sure. So like, sure. like any any match Buff has from 1998 on is a victory. <laughs> yeah, uh, Luger gets real boring heat on him. Uh, Buff makes an okay comeback. I recall seeing like a Vader bomb out of the corner, yeah. which yeah. I didn't recall him ever doing. But uh, uh, Flair interferes. 
gets disqualified. They go to break Buff's arm with the chair thing, which uh, the total package was doing this weird thing all night. I guess like this is his visual way of like threatening people. Like if you cross me, I'm gonna break your arm with my chair. Yeah. He was like opening okay. and closing it. Like he was, he was, he was like, making it talk. Like he was an alligator. Like <laughs> <laughs> like snap, snap, snap. I'm gonna break your arm with this thing. Uh, so they went to break um, Buff's arm. At this point, we get Sting, who they had referenced earlier in the night was probably going to be there. Sting, both the poor man's Nicolas Cage and the poor man's James Caan. As, 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 as per Mark Madden. By Piggy Merrick. Right, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, Porco Rosso. Um, so th- this is all messed up timing-wise because we see Sting running down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Then he hides nice. below yeah. the apron. After so, I think everyone has seen him. Correct. Then he hops up on the apron, at which point his music starts playing. Then he uses his bat to, like, poke poke uh, Luger. Luger in the back of the head. But, like, Luger sells it. Yeah. Because he just gave him, like, a little, hey, I'm here. But Luger, like, sold it like a dude he whacked thought, him well, with he, a bat. He, he, like, he couldn't see, so he thought it might have been an actual shot or sure. something. Sure. Um, and then Sting cleared the ring, right? Is that yeah. what happened? Yeah, basically. And I, I'm going to guess we're getting a tag match out of this on Nitro at some point. I presume. Probably. But, like, Hogan's got to fit in there as well, too. So does Buff just get the shaft? I think Buff gets the shaft, probably. I think that's exactly what happens. Okay. I mean, Buff's... Moving on. He's the stuff. Yeah. I was, well, I was Girls implying he was enough. trying to get the shaft previous, but he was not, in fact. He was trying to get the... <laughs> shaft yeah. in there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's the one who's trying to provide the shaft. <laughs> yeah. he, he doesn't need the shaft. Um, we are at our main event. One versus two. One versus two in our fave five. Uh, Sid versus Tank. Um, real high hopes for this match. Probably shouldn't have had such high oh, hopes. But we ex- we, we even tempered our hopes by, by saying, well, it's not going to be a clean finish. There's going to be a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get Harris Brothers and yeah. Jarrett running in. There was no bullshit. Correct. <laughs> and, but also, too, throughout the entire show, they're interviewing random pe- wrestlers, asking what they think the like, outcome of that Including Ming in a collared shirt. Yeah, yes. Ming in a collared shirt. And they're asking Billy Kidman, like, oh, who do you think? He's like, oh, that's a real tough one, man. I don't know. You know, if it was like a basketball game, I guess I'd have to give it to Sid. But if it was like a MMA fight, I'd have to no, give I, it to No, I, I, I added that. That was Scott's oh, joke, yeah, in fact. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, like, he only gave the basketball yeah, example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, um, we're like, that, that's great, Billy. How about so an wrestling, wrestling match? match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this match started real weird. It was Tank just attacked Sid's injured ribs, mm-hmm. then put him in a front face lock, uh, on slash, the ropes. like, guillotine choke. Sid was in the ropes. For way more than five Charles seconds. Robinson was like, gotta break it. Uh, I believe... He's going to sleep. Tank was just yelling out, I'm gonna put him to sleep. He's going to sleep. You're going to sleep, Sid. <laughs> Various variations of that for what felt like... I mean, it was a solid minute. It was a long time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he realistically should have... A, been disqualified, yep. and B, Sid probably should have gone to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I'm going to say Tank took 95% of this match. Yeah. Yeah. He just pounded on Sid, uh, taped fists, no gloves, mm-hmm. uh, pounded on Sid's injured ribs, um, gave him a nice, like, over-the-shoulder kind of side slam, like a shoot-style slam that he does in his matches. Yeah. Um, like they like elevated double leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stood on his back and pulled his hair. Yes, Stood on his back. yeah. Just kind of pounded on Sid for a good two three minutes, and then Sid no sold all of Everything. it. Everything got up, got in uh, Tank's face, put him in a sleeper, took him down with the sleeper, transitioned to the crypt the cross face because we know Sid's a shooter. That's right. And, and had him in there. Him. Had him in there for a few seconds, and finally, after fighting for a little bit, Tank tapped. It's weird. It was really weird. Unexpected. I mean, this was Tank's first loss in WCW. Yeah. 
Uh, I understand putting him over, you know, like putting Sid over. Sid's your, in theory, your number one baby face. Mm-hmm. Tank, can be, be. Tank can be your number two. Yep. Um, I, I think Tank is very limited, but like in short, and I think this match showed how limited Tank was. Yeah. Because Tank, as kind of the brooding heel, like, like getting con- heat on Sid. Controlling a match. Yeah. It, was, it was kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to be the explosive, like, Goldberg yeah. Yeah, in early Goldberg. 98 yeah. baby exactly face, right? Be, yeah. Which to this point is what he's been, and which is why we love him so yeah. much. Um, but uh, I, I don't know if uh, if they're just trying to pop a rating, you know. And they did a real good job of that, as I uh, yeah as I nailed it. earlier. But um, it, it felt a little early for this. Yeah. And uh, I wonder. I mean, does Tank go down from here? Like I know he eventually he like ends he, up with three count as a comedy mid. Yeah, mid-parter, I feel like it hooks up with three count like not that long from now. I think so. it's like June, July. But yeah. I mean, what does he do? I know Russo's the one who put one to put the title on him. Uh, was he, he he did, but it must have also been someone else because he was supposed to get it in like when like Benoit was leaving in January. They were going to have a battle royal for the title, and yeah, Tank was yeah, going to yeah. win in January. What? And I think Sullivan was booking then. He was so Sullivan is booking as we speak. And now, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if he kind of you know he kind of floats around and kind of goes down, cools off, and then he bubbles back up when Maybe. Russo comes back. And then they're like, no, this really doesn't work. You're going to be a comedy mid-carder with these guys. Yeah. Which, if I recall, is pretty entertaining. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes if we make it to July or August, <laughs> um, including the previously mentioned Nitro that I attended live. So that's, right. um, that's it for this week. We, yeah. This kind of... We did it. This breezed by. It wasn't a great episode of Nitro. They never are. But It wasn't uh, that much of a slog, though. No, it, it went by Well, I guess because it was so... Like, it didn't have a chance to be. No. Yeah. no it was... So many segments, so many matches, yeah. so many promos, but nothing was long. Nothing had any time to be established. I mean, they're all bad, but sure. on a scale of bad to really bad, this it was, was just it was only bad. It was just kind of bad. So yeah. uh, we'll probably be back. I know this. We joked about going out on a high note, but uh, we'll probably be back with March. We've got uh, WCW Spring Breakout coming up in yeah, a couple a few weeks, weeks, which I know we're looking forward to. Uh, Ricky Someone's Rackman, getting wet. Someone's gonna get wet. It might be us. <laughs> Could be. It might be Scott Hall. <laughs> it's probably gonna be neither of those guys. Scott, but uh, Scott Hall's dead. But uh, until then, uh, we'll be back next week with another fantastic episode of Nitro, the worst year of our lives. See you in March. Bye bye.